Well, good evening. Welcome, everybody, to episode 243 of the Canadian Football Countdown, a proud member of the Canadian Football Podcast Network and the Alternative Football Network, although we're not alternative football. We're the real deal. I'm your boy, Trey Colbeck, joined with Adam Stewart. Adam, how are you doing today, man? Man, it feels weird already without Ryan or uh, Mike here. Uh, no, I'm doing good, uh, Trey. Uh, it should be a fun night here uh, talking a little bit of CFL football. Although, uh, yeah, some big news just coming out of the CFL today. So uh, we'll talk about that right away. Well, yeah, for sure. I, I think one of the top moments of the year people were talking about in the Discord was the episode when it is just you and me, which happens rarely. Uh because, yeah, Ryan Ryan doesn't step away very often, and if he does, he usually tries to make sure Mike can babysit. But uh, neither are – both are gone. Both are unavailable today. So uh, Adam's in charge. If anything's wrong with the screen and cameras, it's Adam's fault. And if I screw up saying something, it's on my fault because that's how we got it. But, yeah, we're spo- – oh, I got to do sponsorship. We got to do some commerce here. Uh, what pays for everything and makes the world go around. The Canadian Football Countdown is brought to you by our presenting sponsor. Wow. Game Time TV. Learn more by visiting GameTimeTV.com or follow them on Facebook at Facebook.com slash GameTimeTVMB. Don't forget the MB, Manitoba. Uh, and like all, as always, we want to acknowledge the Canadian Football Countdown is brought to you from Treaty 1 territory, the traditional territory of the Anishinaabe, Cree, OJ Cree, Dakota, and Dene peoples and the homeland of the Métis Nation, as well as from Treaty 4 territory, traditional territory of the Cree, Soto, Dakota, Lakota, Nakota, and Métis Nation. And speaking of Métis, it's Festival des Voyageurs here in Winnipeg. Uh, my kids have been talking about it, learning about it in school, a-ho, all that. I wish I had one of the, my, my girlfriend has her Métis card. My one son does. I wish I had that sash. That sash looks cool. I can't remember what it's called. There's a name for it. Uh, I love the Métis stuff, eating the syrup in the snow. And, uh, yeah, hey, Mike from uh, AFN in the group chat there. He probably doesn't know what the hell we're talking about. What the heck is Festival de Voyager? Just Canadian stuff, man. Don't worry about it. Um. <laughs> it's just like uh, this week here. I mean, we had our holidays, of course, in Saskatchewan. It's known as Family Day. In yeah. uh, Manitoba, it's known as Louis Riel Day. Yeah. It's Family uh, Day everywhere except for here, I'm pretty sure. Uh, I think it's Family Day across the board pretty much. Uh, but, yeah, we celebrate Louis Riel. Not the, I didn't really learn about him too much in school, so I don't know what he did, but must have did something. Yeah. He got us independence, and then, then I'm pretty sure you guys hung him. But, anyway, that's another day. Uh, and if you want to talk more about – if you want to talk about uh, – they want to talk about anything uh, more, go to our Discord. If you're looking for additional content and stupid crap like this, um, go to uh, yeah the Canadian Football Countdown community on Discord. Uh, hey, yeah, how great. did you describe it, Blair, when, uh, when we were just talking in the back about uh, how the CFC family works? I oh, mean... <laughs> you want me? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, we so, have to do it. <laughs> so <laughs> Mike is the dad who left for cigarettes one day. And uh, he only comes back on Christmas, but CFL Christmas is free agency and Grey Cup. And Ryan is the single mother that has to deal deal with Dumb and Dumber here, Lloyd and. Uh, um, uh, why is the other Lloyd? You just said the names. I always forget Lloyd the word. Harry, Harry. Harry. There you go. I always forget Jeff Daniels' character, Lloyd and Harry, um, here. And uh, yeah, we uh, 
trying to make the things go around and to mention to check out our free agency frenzy show if you missed it don't have to watch all eight hours i don't think i watched two seconds of it because i was on it so i know what happens so we have a lot to talk about today but some big news that kind of got bumped to the top of the docket i think is just not too long ago maybe 20 30 minutes before we started shooting this is uh chad kelly and the toronto argonauts are uh the plaintiff i guess in a lawsuit is that the proper term Defendant, 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 defendant. I don't watch enough jo- uh, Judge Judy anymore, but they're they're on the wrong end of it, or the one that you know they're on the they might have done something wrong end of it. Um, I have some notes here somewhere. I thought maybe yeah. I don't. Uh, well, I can give a quick summary. Yeah, of you give a summary here. here. Uh, essentially, there was a uh, conditioning coach or a strength coach, I believe it was. Uh, she was a girl, uh, a woman that was working for uh, the Toronto Argonauts. Uh, doing some training with the with the staff, and I guess Chad Kelly wanted to go out with her, and she kind of essentially said, "No, I'm not interested." And yeah, things got ugly. Apparently, uh, I'm. And this is again hundred thousand foot view, really quickly summarized here. Uh, apparently, it got to the point where it ended up where it had to go up to the general manager, which is I believe uh, uh, John Murphy for the uh, Toronto Argonauts. Uh, apparently nothing was done about this. She was dismissed. Uh, she said this was pretty much a wrongful dismissal. Uh, so she isn't happy about this. It's going to end up into a lawsuit. And yeah, it, let's put it simply, this doesn't look good for the Toronto Argonauts, major uh, Maple Sports and Entertainment, uh, even TSN. I mean, TSN has also employed Chad Kelly uh, to do some of their college football uh rankings and that sort of thing. And of course, Chad Kelly, uh, the CFL has a really, really, uh, uh, severe, uh, thing about, uh, harassment policy in their league. Uh, this, this could be very bad for a guy that is known for having a little bit of trouble down on the, on the United States side of things. Uh, this, this could be bad. And you got to remember that this is even worse that now this is the most outstanding player of the year. That, that has the uh, call against him. This is a guy that's getting paid a million dollars in the CFL. So long story short, this really looks bad on a lot of people right now. Uh, again, innocent until proven guilty. Can't prove anything on this yet. Uh, it's hearsay. It's what it is. There'll be evidence. There's things going to be coming out eventually. Uh, I don't want to say that this has no meaning, though, because this does have a lot of meaning. Uh, but I also don't want to go and say that this is this is what he did because we don't know what's all done. Uh, courts, everything else, all this. Uh, but long story short, uh, it's uh, it's bad on the CFL and on the Argonauts in general. Trey, I, I know I, I I you summarized it great, and you said everything innocent until proven guilty. And I believe this isn't even criminal court; it's civil. So that's that weird. I, I I know our laws in Canada are a little bit different than America, but I know civil civil court in America didn't Trump just have to pay a bunch of millions of dollars to people, but then he was found criminally innocent. Like it's it's a weird system, so it's a little different. But I think the league will definitely be monitoring this. And uh, yeah, like you said, we've you know there's a strict policy against it, but this might be one of the biggest 
names to have something like this come down on them a little bit. Like other guys where this has happened aren't exactly the you know reigning MOP, one of the highest paid players in the league. So um, yeah, it's kind of uncharted territory when it comes to that. You know, when you want to when you want to look at it, this is kind of. I don't want to make the direct comparison, but this is Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow kind of getting in trouble or Deshaun Watson, even, you know, he's, you know, to some degree. So it'll be very interesting to see how this proceeds and uh, yeah, how it affects the team, um, let alone just Kelly, because of if anything was found true about who who knew and who didn't know, you know, and uh, Bell owns the team, Toronto Maple Leaf Sports Entertainment owns the team. There's a lot of, moving parts to this bell's under bell's been getting shit already left right and center for laying off people and their let's talk day not you know and all that stuff so you know corporate wise it's probably the last thing they needed uh or you know and uh yeah it's just uh it's it's gonna be wild man not the news i expected today uh coming out of toronto yeah and you know like i say it's it's one of those that's got a lot of moving parts still Again, we don't have all the details for you. Of course, nobody really does, I don't think. And uh, it's, uh, yeah, it could become a potential real black eye on this league. Uh, we'll see what all comes out, and we'll keep you informed as this goes along. Uh, really not much else to say on it right at no. the moment. Just because... let, 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 let's move on to some more yeah. brighter topics. Not that this isn't important, and we'll definitely keep an eye on it. But again, if we want to talk about what's going on in Canada, the, right around the what 2018 and 2013 World Junior stuff going on, not a great look uh, right now, especially with Bell and TSN, who's kind of maybe involved with that hockey stuff too, in a way, if they're sponsors and stuff, right? So not great. But we'll get on to some good news. Sticking out east, Mr. – okay, full disclosure, if you follow us on Twitter – Ryan controls our Twitter account. So when any claims of a number one uh, receiver in the league, that's Ryan's talk. That's all Ryan. Uh, <laughs> that's all Ryan. Way to Just, get the bus and yeah, run him yeah, over. Where's the bus? Let's throw him and hit him there. Uh, so when he said number one receiver, I mean, you can make the debate. You can make the argument for sure. But the number one receiver in the league or debatable number one receiver in the league, Tim White sticks with Hamilton. Um, let me see here. He's earning. Uh, he was asking for three hundred thousand. Although, according to sources, he uh, is going to be closer to two two twenty two thirty five on the books with some in, uh, potential incentives. So, I guess that three hundred thousand was a little out there. But he's still going to be one of the highest paid receivers, I think, in the league. Only twenty nine years old, had a career year last year. Seventy five passes, uh, twelve hundred sixty nine yards, and eight touchdowns. Uh, yeah, he's been with the Ticats the last few years. He's over three thousand career, uh, three thousand career yards. Are you really surprised he went anywhere else? Not for the price he got. I mean, to me, if you're gonna give a hometown discount, give it to the team that's been with you the whole time. Uh, to me, actually, I thought it was a very good deal for the Ticats. Uh, yeah, I, I thought that Tim White was gonna probably be more around that two fifty to two sixty range uh, when it was all said and done. And uh, really, from what all reports were. The only real other team after him hot was Ottawa. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess it makes sense. You're used to the quarterback. You're used to the to the uh, uh, package in uh, in Hamilton. You know what you're going to get uh, with the Tie Cats. To me, it's a good deal for Tim White. Uh, I think Tim probably, well, honestly, I thought he was going to get more. Uh, I again, two fifty, two sixty. It's a good deal though. Uh, you get two more years. You're still got a chance to get a little bit more. Uh, probably get one more deal after the 31, once he hits the 31 range, kind of around there. Uh, 
but with the incentives and everything else, get some good money out of the out of the tie cats. And uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens now with some of the other receivers in the league. But uh, yeah, I thought I thought it was a good deal for Hamilton, to be honest with you. No, I thought it was going to be either Hamilton or Ottawa, but makes a good point. You know, you're, I don't know if it's much better having both throw to you, but I mean, there's some, you're probably, you know what you're getting with Bo Levi. You're still not sure what you're getting with Drew Brown or whoever Ottawa ends up going with, right? So looking from that, looking for on the field, I'm not too surprised money-wise, maybe Ottawa, some of those other teams. I think Ottawa, like, if you want to look at it, what other teams were going to sign them, right? Like Winnipeg, Toronto. Saskatchewan, BC, all of them have pretty much Calgary have used up a lot of their salary cap already, and uh, I couldn't see him going uh, going anywhere else. So yeah, not too surprising that Tim White stayed. Not I'm not too surprised that it's not three hundred thousand. That I think it would be a little bit more, eh, maybe. But um, yeah. Anyway, we'll move on. We'll stick to Hamilton with Hamilton. Uh, Simone Lawrence calls it quits, hangs up the cleats. Uh, and he actually just had his day yesterday, I believe, February twenty first. Uh, the mayor, uh, the city of Hamilton, was uh, declared Simone Lawrence Day, which is pretty awesome. I wish I had a day. Um, I guess every day's trade day in my world. Uh, Thirty five year old, finished his career, seven hundred forty two tackles, thirty two tackles for a loss, thirty five sacks, fifteen interceptions, thirteen forced fumbles, eleven forty eleven fumble recoveries. Uh, 169 CFL games, 154 of them with the Tiger Cats. So, uh, what is it? Three-time CFL All-Star, five-time East Division All-Star, three-time East Division Most Outstanding Defensive Player. And, you know, personality, love him or hate him, you know, he he was always in the news, which I guess if you were the believer, there's no such thing as bad publicity. Uh, um, But maybe don't ask Chad Kelly about that. But, uh, you know, if you don't believe in bad publicity, it's a guy who – did a lot for the league and did a lot for the Tiger Cats. Adam, what are what are your thoughts on his uh, on him calling it quits? Well, first things first, I'm sure that everybody in Saskatchewan had an excellent Tony Lawrence Day yesterday. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure they all mentioned it and they all wearing their Tiger Cat jerseys, and especially 21 of their Tiger Cat jerseys out in Saskatchewan. Um, <laughs> anyways, no, you know what? The guy had an excellent career. He played only with the Tiger Cats that I know of. I don't think he was with any other team. Uh, he did so much for the t- uh, community of Hamilton. Uh, he got his own snowplow truck named after him. He's had some great uh, memories in Hamilton. Uh, he's one of those legends kind of now in the in the area. And, I, you know, here's my question is, is he a Hall of Fame worthy linebacker that should be in the CFL Hall of Fame? I'm going to say yes, just because I know he has a, he didn't win a trophy. I uh, didn't win the big trophy. We didn't win a great cup, but he was such an inspirational. Like every time he said Hamilton, guaranteed you were mentioning Simone Lawrence once. Uh, he was a great tackler. He could hit hard. Clearly, um, he could play the game real well. Uh, I would think he's probably a Hall of Fame ballot uh, kind of guy. What do you think, Trey? Well, actually, according to Wikipedia, he did start his career with the Edmonton Football Team, uh, whatever oh. what, what they were called in 20... 2012. Uh, he was traded to Hamilton for Greg Woach and Jeremiah oh. Mazzoli and Nathan Kenya. So let's see how that trade worked <laughs> out. Um, and then he left briefly uh, to go to Minnesota in 2014 to return to the Ticats, where he has been ever since. So, yes, yeah, 
Uh, he, he 99% of his career in Hamilton, uh, brief stint in Edmonton. Um, but yeah, even in Edmonton, I guess your, your Rough Riders he, wouldn't love him he, there. Yeah, did he actually play in Edmonton? It or was says he, had, he played the 15. He, he was dressed for 15, started in oh. one. Okay. Uh, but he contributed to 15 tackles, 11 special team tackles, and one fumble recovery, according to Wikipedia. So <laughs> take that for what it's worth. Uh, but yeah, I, I never understood the the hate for the guy. You know what I mean? Like he was never a guy on my team, I guess. He did play to the whistle and, you know, maybe he didn't hear the whistle sometimes. It happens. You know, it, it's hard to hear with the helmet on. But uh, you can't deny he had passion. You can't deny he had love for Hamilton. And that's what you really want to see. That's one of the best things I love seeing is the American guys who grow to love the city. Uh, Stiegel here, at, you know, Stiegel, Henry Burris, uh, Simone Lawrence, guys like that who, especially when they pick one team, because really, how many of these guys, when they come to the league, do they know the difference between Edmonton and Hamilton? Probably not. You know, they mean, one's more west and one's east. Maybe they know that. But at the end of the day, they come up here for May to November, and then they get the hell out. But when these guys stay, you love to see it. So, uh, yeah, I got to say congratulations to Simone Lawrence. You know, have a – and he's still with the team, right? Some kind of special uh, advisory role or something like that or so promotion now. role or something like that. Something nifty uh, that he's still in and around the team. Which you love to see that too. Um, yeah, yeah, Dan, uh, yeah, Dan. I wasn't realized that he was with Edmonton first, but uh, no, you 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 nail hit the nail on the head, Trey. Uh, you, you love seeing these Americans that you you're right come up, just embrace the community that they're in, and away they go. Uh, I look at a guy like Darian Durant in Saskatchewan yeah. when he was here. I mean, everybody loved Darian Durant. Yeah. Uh, and then same thing here. Simone was one of those guys in Hamilton that everybody loved. Uh, Pinball is another one also exactly. in, in Toronto. Over I always forget side. he's American. Yeah, I know. It doesn't feel like he's American. Even Michael Shea, nah, he's Canadian. But, I mean, there's other ones too, though, that, I mean, that you could just mark out and say, yeah, like, uh, uh, for example, Anthony Calville. I mean, yeah. loved in uh, Montreal. Uh, same idea. It's guys that have become uh, American and uh, our Americans that come in. Uh, I don't think Simone's Canadian, is no, he? No, he's not. He was he, he was born in Upper Darby, Pennsylvania, and he went to Minnesota. He is American. Unless you're maybe dad getting that confused because he was eligible to be the Canadian with that new rule with mm. the CBA because of how long he was. But, yeah, he's definitely American. So, um, yeah. Hey, hey, that's what I mean. He's a guy that you don't even know if he's Canadian or not. You know what I mean? He's so important to your team, and, and there's that's great to have. Sometimes he – He's kind of like Big Hill. Big Hill could be an honest Canadian. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And everything with he lives here all year round. And, and Simone Lawrence was just Hamilton's version of that. So you love to see it. Um, yeah, 21. I, Hall of Fame is weird to me. And the CFL Hall of Fame is even weirder. Because um, I, I was actually having this. And this is a whole other debate that we'll need to have at least Ryan and maybe Ryan and Mike for. But I was thinking about Caleros in the Hall of Fame. Because to me, it's tough because you think you think of Hall of Fame, to me, needs to be over a long period of time. Caleros got hot over the last few years, right? Like, it's kind of hard to to say. I don't know if I would put him in the Hall of Fame because he's only played really well for, what, three, four years? Kind well, of thing. But, he playing, but he was playing well in Toronto and Hamilton. That's true. But was he playing Hall of Fame or was he playing Hall of Really Good then? Like, that's well, the thing. I, that's what I hate about the Hall of Fame, right? Especially the CFL because you get guys who only come in for two or three years. How the hell do you judge that? 
Yeah, you know but you I mean? look at a guy. But you look at a guy like Anthony Calvillo, for example. I mean, that's a lifetime achievement award in a way. But also, he started off with Memphis Mad Dogs, and he was terrible. No, I know, uh, I know. So, but I, I, it's, but my point is, it's hard. The, the 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 Hall of Fame is hard. I don't know. I guess I would put Simone Lawrence's name up there. I wouldn't be mad if it was up there. I, I no. would. I would think he would deserve it. If he's not up there, I'm also not shocked because again, it's it's hard. I think the CFL Hall of Fame might be one of the hardest because it's just. And football in general is hard. How do you how do you compare a defensive tackle to an old lineman to a punter to a quarterback, right? Where baseball at least you got well, unless you bet on the games like Pete Rose and you stuff like Barry Bonds, you can get in it probably, right? So it's but also um, you look at it. I mean, his record book. Yes, he had a lot of uh, legal war, like a few legal wards, but no Grey Cup. And I mean, yeah, that's true. You have to win that, one to be in it. Hurt. I don't know if you have to win one to get is in. Is Spiegel but... in it yet? I don't know. He's in the Manit- <laughs> I think he's in the Manitoba Hall of Fame. I don't know. Honestly, I don't know if Spiegel is in the See, that's what I, mean. I, I hate it because the great like the, 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 the CFL Hall of Fame is is not it's not it's it it, it it probably matters a lot to the people, but to hear like who's in the ring of honor matters way more, right? Who's in the local one matters. I think a heck of a lot more to a lot of fans. Hi, JC. Yes. Uh, our new friend from horns forward podcast, San Antonio. I was listening into uh, our friends at AFN talk about how much Texas loves football and everything. But anyway, yeah. Um, uh, did CFL have a team in tech in San Antonio, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, Which we'll, we'll, tie, we'll talk about that later. That's last yep, time. Yep, we'll stay, stay tuned because speaking of Steagle, he's been going off on Twitter about a few things over the last couple of days, which I love to see Turtle Man do. Uh, but anything else you want to say on Simone Lawrence? Because we can talk about uh, the, we can talk about the Hall of Fame all episode. Oh yeah, without a doubt. And I mean, like I say, I know I'm a, like I said, I, I do bleed green a bit, but in the long scheme of things, I mean, he's a great guy for the league. He's been a great ambassador. Uh, good luck in the retirement from uh, all of us that uh, cared to do so in Saskatchewan. And, and uh, yeah, I, I look forward to him. He's doing, say, yeah, you're right, some sort of brand ambassador or something for the – uh, like Yeah, something rather. But uh, really cool. Uh, he's continuing on and, and doing the next step in the CFL. Well, speaking of bleeding green, I guess we'll go to your team next. Uh, something that I remember you crying about all last year was that dang old line. And uh, it seems like you actually have a decent one coming together, Adam, this year, man. You they, The Riders continue to add American offensive lineman Jonathan Hubbard. Uh, six foot four, 350, or 310, not 50, 310 pound blocker. Uh, had brief stints with uh, two out of the three teams, NFL teams from Florida, Miami Dolphins and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Went unselected in the 2020 NFL Draft. I uh, really did not did not start any regular season NFL games, but honestly, guys around camp that that's still that's still somewhat uh, good experience. He's only twenty six too, which is young. Um, he went to Northwestern State University, whatever that is in Louisiana. Uh, <laughs> apparently, oh, it's a, it was located very close to Shiverport, another city that had a CFL team, I believe, didn't it? So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, there we go, uh, which we'll talk about later. So you're getting some – are you feeling a little bit more confident about your all-line this year, Adam, as of February 22nd? Very, actually. Uh, first of all, you're right. Howard looks like an amazing guy. Uh, he's played left tackle his whole career. They're bringing guys that played the position. 
which is really amazing for the Rough Riders. Uh, the other one that's really a big signing, and it maybe was a little bit underrated for a few people, but Ryan Skevrier is coming to Saskatchewan as well. Uh, he's a national offensive lineman. He just finished winning the CFL All-Star O-lineman uh, position uh, spot for the West, and also it was an All-Star. Uh, that's a huge signing for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Uh, they have got some really good depth now in Canadian. Uh, that's why they can afford to bring in this uh, the uh, Jonathan Hubbard. Uh, he fits right in with the scheme of how they're going to do things. Boy, you know, that offensive line of the Riders has really improved. Full credits to Jeremy O'Day. Uh, I remember when I was saying, you know, let's fire this guy while we're while we're throwing, let's throw the baby with the bathwater. Uh, when they were throwing out Dave Dickens, uh, Chris uh, Craig Dickinson, I should say. Uh, when they're throwing him out, I said throw Jeremy O'Day with them, and also throw Craig Reynolds and throw everybody else that is uh, even wearing a green shirt at that moment. But you know what? Jeremy O'Day has proven me wrong so far. He's had an excellent job of recruiting some really good quality players. Uh, this whole offseason, he's addressed his issues uh, that he's needed to address. Uh, he got some pieces on D-line out of uh, 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 that was Malik, I believe, that he got out of there. Uh, uh, Malik, uh, Henry, or, sorry, uh, anyways, he's got some D-linemen. He's got two or three pieces in offensive line, Hardrick and Scavrier and uh, Hubbard now. Uh, he still has some good young depth there as well. You look at Zach Fry, and you look at guys like Logan Bandy, who are just going to get better. They they got to improve. They're they're good players. Uh, they're put in early because it had to be when we had nothing there. But uh, no, I'm really impressed right now with what Jeremy O'Day's assembled here. I know lots of that also goes with Corey Mace. I know a lot of guys want to play for him. Uh, so I'm excited as a Ryder fan right now uh, to see what's going to come of this. Um, not only that. They also have one of the best running backs in the league. And you can't tell me an offensive line doesn't get excited to play for an off, uh, for a running back just like that. Uh, but, yeah, um, what are you seeing from outside of the uh, green uh, glasses, Trey? Well, what I like to see when I look to next to the offensive line, uh, thanks to the little fancy tracker that uh, Ryan built us for free agency days, um, I love all the Canadian Leafs, the Maple Leafs next to a lot of that old line, right? Would you – Something the Bombers kind of had is they had, what, two or three guys, <clears throat> a Canadian offensive lineman, and then throw Hardrick and Bryant in there. Well, you're halfway there, right? You throw Hardrick in there with a couple of your guys, Zer, um, Fries, Canadian, a couple other guys. Get all these guys in there that are Canadian. And then, <clears throat> yeah, you got the American running back. But guess what? You could probably put two Canadian receivers out there and Schaefer Baker and Picton and Linus, Linus if they're all healthy, right? So, you know, that's what? four or five Canadians right there and you got to have seven. So then there's two Americans and you know, that's kind of what you want to do in, in the CFL is have, you know, your talent, your talent, all those DBs from America and, and your guys are doing perfect with that. I think Saskatchewan, which we'll talk about our power rankings, maybe are way, way, way too early power rankings, but I like Saskatchewan's chances. I I'm actually a little nervous that Winnipeg plays them three times this year, you know, that's three big games and, that could be the tie break for home field or the bye, right there. A two and one record between any of them. You know, I'm, I'm not sold on the Alberta teams and BC is going to be scary, but you know, I, I think, yeah, I like Saskatchewan. They're definitely getting back into the mix and yeah. AJ Olette though, like Hardrick and him are going to have the best celebrations. 
they're going to carry each other and the Thor hammer around the end zone and drinking Pilsners out of it. And just, it'll be great. So I really, for again, if I take away my bomber hat and throw it away, uh, I'm liking it, but I am liking my, I'm going to, I'm going to say this every week until Saskatchewan's eliminated. I like my preseason bet. That's Saskatchewan right now. And that was before Olette, before Hardrick, before that might've been just after the coaching announcement. I made that bet. So I'm definitely liking Saskatchewan. Are, are you like, again, it's February, but you're not, you know, did you buy your season tickets? I can't remember. Did you? <laughs> I know you were talking oh, about it. That's a, yeah, no, I, um, I, I haven't quite yet, but uh, I'm definitely considering it now. At least maybe a flex. Pack. <laughs> uh, it's so tough to make games all the time. It I is. mean, you're two and a half hours away and it is. it's tough to make it in all the time. I'd love to, but uh yeah, no, I, I'm probably going to end up going and getting the flex packs. I can go to just a couple games this year. But uh, you know what? I'm sure excited to be going and watching a quality product again. Uh, the last few years, it's been a struggle. Uh, and you're right. Uh, I believe it was uh, Dan that said earlier in this one that we had a rough go of losing Harris early. But you got to remember, yeah. the Riders lost a lot of players pretty early last year. Uh you did lose uh, some big offensive line help. Uh, Colin Kelly was hurt right away. Uh, I believe uh, the big guy that they brought in from uh, Toronto, um, my brain, that's what I'm saying, that's even depth, and I'm not even thinking of it already, even though he's an all-star for, for a few years in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Um, Braden Linius, I mean, in training camp, had a, uh, uh, a, a severed uh, kidney or cut kidney. How right. the heck did that happen? Right. I don't know, but I'm just saying uh, they had that go down on him, and Lenius was essentially done for the season. Uh, you couldn't start the year with Keon Schaefer-Baker, who was recovering from knee surgery. Uh, is he good now? Keon Schaefer-Baker, remember? Is he good to go now? No, oh, but is he good to oh, go yeah. now? Okay, I couldn't yeah. remember if he was hurt again or not. Yeah, I don't uh, think so, and I never yeah. heard anything that he's injured. So he didn't, uh, didn't look. He didn't look too good coming back right away so hopefully the time the off season here because I again I was higher on on Saskatchewan and let, let's even say you know Harris goes down again having a guy like Olette might help out fine a little bit right you don't rely on that arm as much when AJ Olette can probably pick up three four five yards a carry right so yeah. uh, and I mean you gotta I, remember also that like I said Schaefer Baker and Lenius they really didn't have it well Lenius did but uh Schaefer Baker didn't have a training camp and right. it's very tough to get going after you haven't had a training camp, right? I mean, you could do it. And, I mean, he's been around the team. you think he'd be okay. But even then, it's still tough to get going. But overall, the Riders has done really well uh, keeping their team they wanted to keep on the on the field there. Uh, I really am uh, excited to see it at MLS again for another year to see what, see what he brings to the team. Uh, I know there's also a few others that I'm just really looking excited to see out of Saskatchewan, and I still think that they're going to bring in a uh, another wide receiver. I just don't know who yet. That's what I was going to say. I, I feel like maybe they're missing that one guy. Like, they got a lot of good guys. Oh, yeah. um, but to me, Schaefer Baker, he's kind of that inside Nick Dembski kind of guy, right? Like, he's all, he's got speed and skill. Um, and same with, like, Bain and Picton. I just feel like they don't have... They don't that, have that, that real... Uh, breaker for speed yeah they and I, I they don't have that dalton shown going down 70 is did rasheed bailey retire no he didn't retire did he that was jeff coat that retired jeff coat retired i think bailey's the, still bailey, the bailey is unsigned i mean he's not exactly but i mean 
that's the thing. He's the Bombers' fourth guy. Would he be first in Saskatchewan? I don't know. Um, but let's see who's who's available in receivers. I know we're going to talk about it later. Twin oh, gone. Well, well, why don't we get, yeah, well, why don't we get into it right now while we're yeah. doing this? Uh, while we're talking about some uh, great, amazing, like there's still a whole pile of receivers and quarterbacks and defensive linemen and offensive linemen even that just yeah. haven't been signed yet. Uh, I'm just going to go and bring it up here real quick. Uh, the handy dandy little form that we get out of Ryan uh, that really lets us see everything going on. Uh, starting quarterback though, uh, there was a couple other signings that were uh, brought in earlier uh, that we didn't get to talk about. Uh, if you notice, there is no Jake Dolagala left on the sheet. And there is also, uh, from Winnipeg, uh, no, uh, who was it there? Sorry. Who signed from Winnipeg to BC? Prukop. Dakota Prukop. So yeah. both of those guys are off the sheet. They both signed with BC. So BC has some real depth in quarterback right now. And we'll get to talking about their starting quarterback in a little bit. But uh, anybody on this roster here or on the free agency that uh, surprised you that it isn't signed, Trey? Nah, maybe Ryan, Ryan's probably crying over his boy Cornelius. But other than that, no. Nah, I mean, I, I think Cornelius was overrated. And, and Arbuckle, eh, same. And then Dominic da uh, Davis and Kai Loxley, they're the third-inch kind of guy. And I think some teams might just rather roll with some unproven American other than a 27-year-old and a 34-year-old, right? So, like, you know, uh, maybe that was a spot that the Bombers would have picked up somebody if they didn't get Strevler kind of thing. Um, <laughs> we'll talk about Toronto. You never know. Toronto might look at some of these guys going forward, depending on some things. Saskatchewan, I don't really think Saskatchewan wants any of these guys. Again, do you, you take Cornelius over fine if Harris goes down? I don't know. Maybe bring him in if it's long-term just in case, but I couldn't imagine. Ottawa's got, like, what, 20 quarterbacks right now, so I think they're fine. Montreal just won the Grey Cup with Cody Fajardo, and Caleb Evans is okay. Uh, what else? Hamilton. I'm surprised. Actually, Hamilton, I believe, only has two guys on our list, unless they have some American we don't know about. Um yeah, so I mean, but they got they got two guys. I'm confident. Like, I'm not confident, but I'm confident they're gonna go with and either Powell or Mitchell. So whoever they bring in would be the third guy. Uh, Edmonton's got twenty quarterbacks. Calgary, they got a few. They got a couple now. I and mean, they got Matthew Schultz. Talked about it's fine. So I don't know. Um, do we, do we want to answer XFL Mike's question real quick because he did mention because I kind of mentioned it. Who is who would Chad Kelly's replacement possibly be? I think they probably – they're kind of high on Cameron Dukes, aren't they? Yeah. So I, think I think their backup Cameron Dukes would be the guy, and maybe they'd bring in one of these four guys as that second guy again. But I think they would give Cameron Dukes because from everything I heard, yeah, they're pretty high on this guy, isn't he? Yeah, Cameron Dukes they seem to be very solid on. Uh, if something happens, I would imagine he'll get an opportunity. Uh, I could also see possibly – Maybe that they go crazy and try to chase down a quarterback that gets let go in the NFL somewhere. Not Nathan Rourke. Don't even start that one. Uh, but hey, you never know who might be open. Mac Jones. I mean, if I was gonna say if if crap really hits the fan too, you wonder 
wonder what they might spend to get a guy like Bethel Thompson or Trey Ford. I don't know would they try to get Bethel Thompson back from Edmonton kind I of mean, thing. They, they would have to, they'd have to pay after it. That, that's what I mean though. Like, but I mean, also it's February and if they get thrown down a whatever game suspension or a complete, it, we're, I know we're going to off the topic here, but if we're trying to think what Toronto might do. You might have to pay a little bit, but it's also the CFL. I'm sure they'll just go with Cameron Duke. Uh, Duke's same thing as other teams did last year when quarterbacks fell. Like, didn't every quarterback get hurt at some point, really? So, uh, yeah. And then, yeah. Uh, yeah, so we talked about quarterbacks. So, yeah, those really are the big four guys is about it. Running backs has been pretty depleted, isn't it, uh, here? Yeah, Andrew Harris, I mean... he's not playing. Um <laughs> Uh, we all know uh, that. I mean, Shannon Brooks, they, they, I guess you could say maybe. Uh, again, American running back. I mean, there's a million and one of those usually laying around uh, that hasn't really proven themselves yet in the league. Same with Greg McRae. I mean, he's had flashes when he's had an opportunity in uh, Winnipeg. I, I had him. Was, I had him really high because I thought did. he might get an opportunity. He, he's a very uh, he's an underwhelming Lucky Whitehead. You know what I mean? And Lucky Whitehead too was kind of injured too a lot. But he—that's what I mean. He—he he just didn't seem to. He's that kind of position for speed. He's that small speed guy that could work. Um, but yeah, he just doesn't fit into the Bombers structure and no one else right now. Keenan LaFrance. I feel like I picked him up on fantasy sometime last year, and he actually picked me up a good a good game or something here once in a while. But really, um, he only played one game. I think I think, I, think I picked him up for that one game. Um, seven and, for uh, 10, 27 yards. Yeah, oh. I mean, yeah, yeah he got seven. Yeah, whatever. I I can't remember. He picked me up something good. Um, or maybe it was so you thought he wasn't even in the league. Someone thought he wasn't in the league. I thought I he picked, wasn't even in the league. Yeah, yeah so. Uh, again, Slim Pickens here. Uh, Andrew Harris, I believe, is coaching in BC this year. I thought, so yeah. I don't think he's playing. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, but well, receivers. Over, yeah, this what? is where it gets interesting. I mean, Tim yeah. White we know is signed already. In yeah, Hamilton. we didn't. Uh, know. But, but I mean, you look, there's still some pretty good depth in wide receiver here. Lucky Whitehead. I mean, yes, he's 31 years old. Don't get me wrong; he's getting up there in age for sometimes for wide receivers. But he's still a very serviceable uh, running, uh, a very fast uh, receiver. If you can keep him healthy, I think he'd be a good pickup for somebody. Do, do, do uh, you actually maybe think a guy like McCray, sorry, because he's kind of that weird running back receiver. Like, I know he is a running back, but do you think he's a domino in this receiving jog, log jam more than the other ones? I obviously, Lucky, like, yeah, I think what, Lucky Whitehead or Cam Phillips, I think, are the two. No, I know those are the two, but with McCray, one of those guys who are kind of stuck because of that, because he is more of a receiver. Yeah, it's hard to say. I'm, I, he's not, I, I'm actually surprised he's not signed. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I'm I'm more surprised because nobody's uh, really picked him up because there is a lot of teams that use American running backs. I thought that he'd get a chance on a second spot or a third spot, but there are really not very many second or third spots open in the uh, in the in the fields right now in the backfields. And I guess, I guess, I, without the waggle, he's not really a UFL guy. I mean, he's got speed, but the waggle definitely helps, right? Yeah. So, but, uh, no. But this list is wild. If you told me back in December that Lucky White had Cam Phillips, Rashid Bailey, Nate Bahar, uh, didn't Hakabuana sign somewhere? Yeah, I think Luther Konavanu did sign already. Yeah, he did sign, uh, but you know what I mean. If you told Nate me Bahar, half, though, I mean, did Bahar sign too? Nope, nope. I don't okay. think so. But if you told me half these guys are going to be up here, you know, 
February 22nd of week plus after free agency. I'd be a little shocked. Even even Tim White holding out uh, until yesterday, you know, seemed a little weird. So uh, definitely these are guys. These are guys that, though, most of them are guys that you can just put in. Like, yeah, training camp helps, obviously, but you know what I mean? This isn't Lucky Whitehead or Rashid Bailey's first first rodeo. So if they come in March, April, I'm sure they'll still learn the playbook. I'm sure that if they come in in June after some injuries, I'm sure they'll take a week and come back like everyone else. Uh, Does Duke Williams really get an opportunity though anywhere anymore? I mean, in all honesty, he blew his, he blew off uh, Saskatchewan essentially. Yeah. Uh, Hamilton, he had some attitude issues. Uh, I mean, you've seen him kind of pouting a little bit there once every so often when Tim White or uh, some of the other guys were Bayless uh, were getting uh, plays over him. I really wonder if he's maybe burned his uh, time up here in uh, in the CFL. Would, would you call me wild if I said Emmanuel Arsenal got signed before him? Why did Manning Arsenal get signed today? Yeah, I bet he gets signed before Duke Williams. I think so. Honestly, yeah, I, guess, I think so. Uh, Manning uh, Arsenal is a proven veteran and yeah. can still do still play. I think a little bit. Yeah. Uh, is he your number one receiver though? No. 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 But I mean, for depth or for. And again, BC, what are you doing? Sign them already. Like, well, actually, speaking of you, we're talking about the riders. What one guy on here would you want it to put in right now? Uh, I would probably go with Cam Phillips, to be honest with you. Um, I would say Tucky Whitehead's a good receiver, but Cam Phillips has the age to him. I think he uh, just needs a bigger opportunity to prove himself. Uh, I think he's a great receiver. So I, that's who my pick would be, probably, if I had to pick anybody for Saskatchewan. I would what I really want. I mean, it's not going to happen, but if the Bombers could get some magic with Rashid Bailey again, but that's not going to happen two years in a row. I think the the Bombers are done. They got <laughs> league minimum <laughs> league minimum rookies at this point, and, and yeah, maybe they'll have yeah. to pay. They'll pay me, you know, give me a Gatorade and a pack of darts to go out there and hold the football or something. <laughs> but um, yeah, I can just I, see I, a helmet there with a smoke sticking out of it, smoking up. No, no, there's <laughs> Longest yard, man. I'm pretty sure what in the remake, yep, someone yep. was smoking on the field. <laughs> so, One of their uh, defensive backs were sitting there and smoking away. And yeah. He gets a fumble because he went and burnt the guy with the cigarette. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know, but yeah, these receivers, there's some guys that I'm surprised they're not, they're not slated in yet. And, and uh, I, I wonder if it's kind of similar to baseball where these guys are, these guys are good. They deserve somewhat of pay. They, they bring something, but they're not that top level guy. So that's like in baseball, that's when you get a Corey Bellinger and, and stuff like that, who really good player, but he's not Otani, right? So, you know, he, he's got to wait. And, and I think that's what these guys are. They're not the Otanis of the league, but they're second tier. You know what I mean? They're, they're guys who show up and they're guys who make stats. You know, Rasheed Bailey, unfortunately, was the fourth guy in Winnipeg. Lucky Whitehouse was kind of the fourth guy in BC. Yeah, Duke Williams, I think, is or, or is just done. I, I wouldn't touch him with a 10-foot pole. Arsenal, he might be a guy who signs late, depending on injuries. You got those two Canadians. I'm surprised they're not signed, you know, so. Yeah, and then, I mean, Shaq Evans is the same thing. Injuries are just yeah. kind of piling up on him. But uh, let's run over to offensive line here really quick. Uh, there's still some pretty big names here. Chris Van Zyl, I mean, if he's not in Hamilton, he's got to be done. Uh, I would you think, think, yeah. Uh, Colin Kelly's played some big games for the Riders in the last little bit. He, he's not bad. Again, we talked about Scabry. He's in Saskatchewan now, so this one's signed. Uh, Jeff Gray, still not signed by That one's a big shock. 
Yeah. That's a big shock for me. I don't think he'll, he's not going to fit into Winnipeg uh, anymore either. So I don't I, know. I would think it's dollars now. I don't think he fits. Yeah. I mean, it's because I, I would think after losing Hardrick and Richmond to retirement, that that would be a big one to sign. He, again, never really played, but NFL training camp experience, you know, he, I, uh, when I was working at the stadium, we got kicked out for two days because he had his pro days and no one, no one was allowed to be in there except for NFL uh, execs or whatever. So, uh, and he had it up here. So, you know, that's a big thing when you make the NFL execs come to Canada to watch you. So, you know, he had some hype around him. Um, and then there's, Canadians, uh, so. yeah, and there's Eric Lofton. He's already resigned. Uh, yeah. I was Saskatchewan though. He went to Winnipeg. Uh, right. So that might be, that be, might uh, be the, that might well, be the replacement again. Yeah. For sure. Uh, good evening, Richard, in the chat. I see you're here. Uh, and then, of course, there's some visual ones that you're used to seeing on there. Uh, Josiah St. John, come on. Don't bring him back to Saskatchewan. That's all I ask. Uh, third time's not a charm in Saskatchewan. <laughs> uh, Latin Rice is another one that I'm kind of a little bit surprised about. Uh, as we said before, that was the... Uh, Last piece of the Johnny Manziel deal way back in the day. Uh, so interesting <laughs> to see if he comes back uh, for Montreal. Uh, yeah, that's the offensive line. Defensive line, uh, Woody Barron's still available. That's kind of an interesting one as well. Uh, and A.C. Leonard, uh, the Edmonton Elk, uh, still available. It doesn't sound like they're going to go when Chris Jones really is that interested in him for some reason. Uh as Edmonton has said now a few times, they're done in free agency. We got what we wanted. So yeah, a little bit surprising there, I guess. Uh, any D linemen stand out to you? Just a couple you mentioned. A.C. Leonard, uh, definitely a guy that I would love to have on some teams. Uh, is Ten Laurent, one of those ones, too, 36. Probably, you know, spend a lot of time in Hamilton. Might not come back if it's not there. Uh, Jordan Reeves. That's the brother of the NHL, right? Uh, I'm surprised he's not. He, he's been he's been serviceable. He's bounced around a few teams. Uh, you get the Canadian, yeah. yeah, and you got the yeah, special teams player. You get the Canadian with it too. Um, yeah, uh, Vincent Dejardins. Dejard um, no, Dejard not so Lane. much. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, AC Leonard's one of those guys. Like, God, could you imagine him on? mix him in with Montreal or something. You know what I mean with that? I know again, salary, uh, but you know, put him in on Montreal or Toronto. I, I would like to see that, but uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. Richard in the chat more, uh, wants more money for all the touchdowns. Uh, I think he was Edmonton's touchdown scoring leader for a while there. <laughs> Unfortunately. So uh, yeah, he probably deserves a little bit of a bonus. Uh, comes back as receiver and he did start his career as a receiver, actually. Uh, and then Chris Jones well, switched him over to D lineman, but yeah, I mean that's kind of crazy. Um, linebackers, uh, biggest one I think probably for stats wise is Larry Dean. I mean, thirty five year old, uh, had one hundred and four defensive tackles last year. Uh, that's huge numbers. Played all eighteen games. Uh, I could see maybe Hamilton still maybe taking a shot at him. Uh, go back to Hamilton, I suppose. Um, who else really is there on this list that you'd uh, be kind of interested to see? Hinoch Muhamba. I don't know why he's on our list. I think he's retired. Uh, That's what maybe, I was thinking. Yeah, and then maybe Kevin Francis. Uh, he was a rider, uh, Ottawa Red Black. 
pretty good player as well back in the day. Um, he seems to bounce around a lot, though, so I'm not sure what's all there. Anybody else you see in linebackers, Troy? Uh, not really from this list. Again, guys that probably, with again, a lot of them are Canadians. A lot of guys that might get signed later, injury, or I'm not yeah. sure. Uh, yeah, I think you got to go through some training camp to see what you're going to actually have yeah. to bring in. Um, over on the defensive back side of things, uh, Sherrod Baltimore, I think, is maybe a little bit of a surprise for me, uh, just because he really did have a pretty good season for Ottawa last year. I think uh, he'd work well in a few different uh, rosters. Uh, anybody else that you really see that's interesting on this side, Trey, or same thing? Uh, Winston Rose, I know he had a kind of a down year in Winnipeg, but I think he could fit in somewhere. And didn't he go to the States for a little bit too? Was it Cincy? Something like that, or someone else, but yeah, but it's something like that. So he's one. Um, no, I'm just again, whoever you said, it's, it's kind of a weird Nick Taylor. I guess he's getting a little old, but you know, it, it's the name you know. So again, probably guys will come in later, and you never know. I wonder if the our friends from the XFL, UFL in the chat here that starts soon, and I don't know how that works. And I don't know, maybe guys will get picked up late there too. and they're weighing their options. It's kind of weird because they it went from what eight teams in each league to so sixteen teams essentially to eight. So you know, there's a lot less. That's eight less jobs for some of these guys. Because I was thinking last year we lost a couple guys early, like Bethel Thompson and Sankey, right? But they've come back. Have we really lost anyone else to that yet? Not really. Not anyone. Uh, there was one name that I picked out this year. Yeah. Uh, the one receiver from Edmonton. Uh, yeah. But. Really? Yeah. I mean, that's a, that was a fifth receiver, sixth receiver in the package. That's what I mean. I mean. So I we're, we're, we're not, you know, eight, there's eight less jobs, if not more, depending on position. Ten less, uh, technically, yeah. Ten less, yeah. So that's what I mean. And then, um, yeah. Right, because um, there was, yeah. So yeah. Uh, there's no one too crazy. But if we wanted a kicker, did Castillo ever sign? We wanted a kicker? Nope. I don't, remember. I, don't here, so. I don't think he did. That one kind of worries me a little bit, but um, and only because I love that little Morocco music they play after he nails a field goal. That that that's all I'm gonna miss, man. If they got somebody else, um, my my father in law didn't believe me that they did that. So I was like, no, they 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 pretty much do the Ariba after that. So um, he's a little surprising. I wonder if it's kind of dollars and cents too. I mean, you can argue that he he you know <laughs> he's the kicker on the West champion the last four straight years i mean he wasn't on them the whole time i guess but he's he he yeah. definitely was on it the last year or two so i guess you can make that argument 90 percent field goal percentage not terrible you know um so yeah. I, I i think that's a little surprising unless he's maybe mulling over non-football related stuff too you got to throw that in there what does a kicker make in the cfl and i can't imagine the only one that really made a lot recently is probably medlock and yeah. you know, and and stuff. So, but well, he was kind of, Lawler, I think, makes a pretty good amount. Yeah, Lawler, 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 like Lawler. Paper it is. Yeah, and maybe that's the thing too. So, um... yeah, um, I would think you know what? There's going to be some free agents available right away. I mean, uh, Edmonton signed Boris Beatty here, so they're not going to keep faithful right. and Beatty. Uh, you look at another one. I think Edmonton has uh, Small and uh, your favorite kicker from back in the day. Um, I would think that, uh, sorry, my brain just went and had a brain fart, so I'm not sure uh, of the name, but the one, uh, the recent bomber. Yeah. Oh, why is his name escaping me too? He's already out of my mind. 
Oh, okay, I gotta look it up now. Yeah, it's, right, it's probably right here, isn't it? Yeah, it'll be on the sheet here, anyways. Um, Thank you. Like, there yeah, we go. There it is. Thank you. I mean, you think about it. They got Burnham also in there. I would imagine one of those will get let go as well. Uh, so, what if I got some opportunity signs uh, kicker eventually? Uh, is it the same quality as Sergio Castillo, though? That remains to be seen. Um, I know that uh, Toronto also brought in Liam Hyrolahu just because I wanted to try to say that name right. Uh, it's yeah. so like well, I, say, I, uh, I wonder, I wonder too, if Winnipeg's going to move on just because they got that um, Shan as their punter, and that would be an international. Yep. And then maybe they go with the 26-year-old kicker because the Bombers just lost the lost theatric Hansen. That might yeah. be their international player there, right? So that whole that's still a thing, isn't it? So uh yeah. Um, um but do you want well, to tackle Richard's Richard's question here? Yeah. Yeah, I'll tackle Richard's question here real quick. I'm just gonna skip that stop screen yeah. there. Uh just listen to the three down nation podcast today. They talked a bit about the seller cap and how some a lot of these new contracts are now using the marketing aspect as a loophole. First of all, what are we talking about here, Trey? Do you know? I'm not 100% sure, but I wonder if that's kind of like what I've been saying for a, a kind of tied in where some teams are going to have like a wink handshake and be like, hey, you play here, you could be Simone Lawrence and do that. Hey, you play here, you know, we'll get you like some kind of marketing where, because I, I wonder how the contracts work where the, if the team can facilitate them getting spawned, like ad, like being promotion like that. And even if it's for their team and other corporate sponsors, that probably doesn't count towards salary cap, right? Where they're like, that's what I mean. Hey, Princess Auto just paid a lot of money to be the new name. I wouldn't be surprised Willie Jefferson's in a Princess Auto commercial. You know what I mean? Like, and that money would go directly to him too, right? So I wonder if that's what Richards is. Uh, yeah, see, marketing portions of contracts don't count against salary cap. That's all I said. It kind of ties into what I've – that's just more of an official uh, – official um th- uh, way to go about it it's like college name image and likeness man like these players are going to get paid to do whatever um yeah. it's going to make things interesting and but i mean i am not too shocked it's probably one of those things where it's just more open like don't tell me again that teams like winnipeg and saskatchewan aren't going to be like hey you come here and you're going to be you know on billboards every radio station is going to want you every car dealership is going to want you every school is going to want yeah. you to come read you're not going to get lost in the shuffle like Toronto where you're competing with the Jays, the Raptors, the Leafs. You come to oh, Winnipeg yeah. or Saskatchewan, you know, you're, I mean, I see more I see more bomber posters than I do Jets right now. And even the Jets are doing good, right? So, you know what I mean? So it's uh, – I, I can definitely see that as a benefit, and I, I don't mind it. I don't mind it. I mean, I think – I honestly hate salary cap. I get it. But sports is the most – um capitalist thing in the world right there's nothing more capitalistic than sports you pay people to play especially child children's games and you pay them and whatever but we're going to restrict your spending and i i don't like it It, people always make the make the um, the argument about baseball baseball doesn't always win the same team doesn't win we had arizona and uh who was it Texas. Is that what it was in the World Series? Yeah. Arizona had one of the lowest salaries in the league. Baltimore did good with one of the lowest salaries. Dodgers and the Mets had the two highest, and they got bounced first round. The Mets didn't even make the playoffs, and Dodgers got bounced. Atlanta gets bounced. So I don't know. Salary cap to me doesn't overly matter. 
Even because, Toronto. I mean, they had a huge yeah. salary cap. And they got That's bounced. what I mean. And they have, they but, got uh, bounced. Yeah. And so, like, you, and I mean, really, I, 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 there is there any is there? I just don't see one ownership group being able to go that far and above. Maybe Toronto because it's Bell, but we've seen how much they don't really spend. So, is there any team where you're like, oh yeah, that team's gonna go way and above and spend? 10 times the salary cap to get a guy. I can't see it. Um, but I definitely also think they could, they should do the one exemption rule, at least one or quarterbacks don't count or something. Right. So you can keep some guys. I think we got to start getting some more guys from the NFL or got NFL. E too many guys want to be second or third string in the NFL, you know, but, uh, but here's my thing. I'll get back to Richard's question a little bit here with the marketing portion uh, that they can market themselves. Saskatchewan's pushed that forever. Uh, yeah. For example, I know that's uh, Capital for Automall. They go and they do an advertisement with the starting quarterback saying how he buys a vehicle from Capital or he loves this team at Capital Automall. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's other groups that always do promos with the quarterback or with the uh, running back or with the receiver, whoever the star is at that time. Uh, they do speaking engagements throughout the community and they get paid for them. Don't oh, yeah. think just they're going for supper. They're getting paid. They get their hotel. They get their uh, meat, uh, meal. They get their uh, vehicle to take in and out of the show. And they're getting paid a good sum to do it too. Uh, in Toronto, I mean, you're telling me that they brought Chad Kelly to, over to TSN just because I mean, even yeah. that's a little bit of a perk. He's got a job with TSN yeah. and he knows it. Oh, he got uh, free tickets to the hockey, the all-star game. You know what I mean? Raptors exactly. game. Like that's all perks. And I mean, yeah. like BC, if you're in BC right now, it's very tough to compete in the local market, especially when the cuts are doing so good right now. Yeah. I mean, it sucks to be a little bit like Vernon Adams, but you got to be paid for it. Then. Uh, so that's, I I don't know. To me, it's like I said, it, it doesn't count against the salary cap. I don't think it ever should because it's very hard no. to measure that stuff. Uh, I don't mind it. Uh, Andre over in the chat, you said, asked uh, if we heard about the Chad Kelly accusations. Oh, yeah, we heard about those. Uh, take a look at the earlier part of this podcast. Uh, I think probably in the first eight minutes, that was our first topic of the night was Chad Kelly and uh, what's all going on there with the Argos with uh, with some, uh, yeah, with lawsuit on it right now. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, to be the marketing, it, it it's almost the same thing as taxes. You, some places yeah. just have more. Some places just don't have it. Right. It, it's, you know, you want to go play hockey in Texas and Florida. Well, why not? They have no tax. You want to come to Winnipeg where they take 40% of it. Okay. Well, that's your, the, the, the jets better, the marketing better not count in the NHL then. But I mean, I, it makes sense um, to some degree. And yeah. How are you going to keep track of that? You know what yeah. I mean? Like one guy, like I said, there's going to be Willie Jefferson is going to get a heck of a lot different than the number one D lineman on another team, potentially. You know what I mean? Simone Lawrence might get more though than some other guys. So and, I don't and mind. Also look at and they should get I mean, paid. Yeah, but if you come to, let's say you come to Saskatchewan, the nightlife ain't the greatest in Regina. Let's face yeah. it, we all know that. Uh, <laughs> it's also a perk sometimes to go to Montreal and be uh, all a part of all the, of what's going on in there, right? I mean, you may not get paid as much, but you pay more in Saskatchewan, but you got no life after uh, football. Or and you're going everywhere, or you go to Montreal, you get paid reasonably well, maybe not as great as mm-hmm. some of the other places, but you get some nightlife and you get some like, a little like, perks out of there. So it just it's all personal taste and preference, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's nothing you're it's nothing you're going to be able to manage. Like like I said, yeah. unless they really 
hey, they need to go either. I think they need to go either one away. Get rid of it. Get rid of salary cap and just say, hey, everything's free game. Or you got to put everything under the microphone, like under the magnifying glass. And that's just a headache too, right? So yeah. I think just let them do what they want. You can't control it. Yeah. Um, and, and Richard's brought a good point in the chat too again. He says, well, yeah, but Toronto BC lose players because of high yeah. cost of living. Yeah. But also, you know what? I still say there's something to do with BC and Toronto. Uh, and you're not that guy that's going to be top of mind every minute of the, yeah. every day, right? I mean, that's worth something to some guys, but maybe it's too much cost. Well, yeah, just the that's wild, super, the difference I between mean, Chad Kelly and Austin Matthews, right? You know, yeah. they're the best player on their team, respectfully, respectfully, and 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 there's a difference of thing, and and it just is what it is, right? So, um, I mean, let's face it, you can go buy a house for a million bucks in BC and pretty much are living in a cardboard box. And yeah. you come to Saskatchewan, throw out a million. Well, you got a lot of a lot of house there. Oh, um, a million a million so, dollar house in Winnipeg would be that's two boxes, Adam. That's two. Ooh. <laughs> use a luxury car yeah, for one, one, one for me and the wife, and the other for the kids. So it's like a luxury living there. Um, yeah. Let's Anything move on else? Here, yeah. yeah. Let's. What's the next topic here? Uh, Vernon Adams extension looks like yeah. uh, next one. Va. Uh, he's good with the BC Lions till twenty twenty six per sources. Nice bo- signing bonus. It looks like uh, I think what five hundred over half a million dollars or something salary cap hit. Uh, hopefully he got some marketing money too through all that. And uh, yeah, BC picked the guy that um, that they're going to go with at least for the next couple of years. I'm sure a lot of that's guaranteed money, if not most of it. So uh, yeah, Adam, how do you think about VA sticking with the Lions? Hey, I'm happy for him. Uh, I he went from a guy that was kind of just brought there as a well, in case Nathan Rourke goes down, we better bring in somebody to, uh, to franchise, essentially, and went BC. Uh, done real well for himself. And last year, you could even see it in his play. I mean, he was confident. He could make all those throws that he, uh, he he was making. And there was no more bad Vernon out there last year. Uh, we always used to have that. He had that, that one game. He had like five or six picks one game. And then yeah, and then after that, good. it was like nothing. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, yeah, okay, one. But that was also against Winnipeg. But... Yeah, you know what? Um, overall, though, Vernon Adams has really changed his game. He is a franchise quarterback now. He's played well. Uh, I think I can't see him going up, not just going up and up from here. Uh, he had to do a little bit of a round tour to get there. I mean, he was with, what, Montreal and then Saskatchewan and then back to Montreal and then to BC. So he's been everywhere. I think he was originally BC in property uh, right when he was drafted, and then I think he got traded to Montreal. Uh, yeah, he's been all over the place, Vernon Adams. Uh, but hey, he's found a home in BC. Good on him. Uh, he ain't going to be joining any of the barn parties in Saskatchewan, Richard. I don't think anytime soon. Uh, he's got the uh, the BC area uh, covered, and BC's been fun to play in. Yeah. So he actually started uh, in Montreal in 2016 and 2017, uh, then went to Saskatchewan, then a brief stint in Hamilton, back to Montreal, oh, and then to BC. Uh, no, but I like it. Good player, you know, t- you know, the TD. The TD to interception ratio is close to two to one, which is what you want in the CFL. You're never going to get much better than that in the CFL. Maybe three to one, four to one, but those guys are, you know, uh, hard to find. And I, I think he's got a good team around him. And he's, and I think, you know, we'll talk about our way too early pre rankings here, but BC's got to be in the top, you know, to some degree for most people in the West. Hard, they didn't really lose a ton, a ton, like bets and that, you know, a couple other guys, but. I'm liking how they're looking. Uh, let's see what's next on our list. I think oh, we're on to the way too early power ranking. Uh, yeah, I think so too. Uh, 
I'll 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 quickly run through Ryan's. He put the we, he put them in the Discord, so we'll we'll throw him under the bus once again, and then we'll pick apart his. Uh, yeah. We'll start we'll start at nine. He's got Ottawa. Eight. He's got Calgary. Seven. He's got Hamilton. Six. Edmonton. Five. Saskatchewan. Four. BC. Three. Toronto. Two. Winnipeg. And one. Montreal. Um. Quick look. His top four are kind of similar to what ours will talk about, as, as long unless you changed yours from the from nope. the Discord, but uh, neither have I. But uh, Montreal at top, what you know, we, we we'll get into it. But neither of us have Ottawa as our bottom one, but Ryan does. What do you think about Ottawa? Do you th- like? I, I understand the skepticism, but I think they got to be a little bit better than ninth. Yeah, I think they're better than ninth, but I think it also all depends on their quarterback again. Uh, they very well could be right at the bottom of ninth if Drew Brown doesn't perform this year. Uh, I just, like I said, it, before in Ottawa, is they're going to go where their quarterback takes them. Uh, they brought in some good pieces. I like what they did, uh, bringing in Jamal Peters and a few other pieces into the, the, into the defense. Uh, I think they're going to be a good team. But that being said, they got a good offensive line. Uh I think they're going to have a pretty good running back there uh, with their with Williams, but I think what they really need is a quarterback. Until I see their quarterback playing and playing at a high level, I'm not really going to be oversold on the Ottawa Redbacks. And I can see where Trey or where Ryan comes in at number nine, even. So yeah, so actually ours, we'll just go kind of step by step here because so ours. We both have Hamilton Calgary on the bottom. We just have them reversed. You have Hamilton ninth. I have uh, Calgary ninth, and we have one up. I mean, that's the way I see it. Calgary and Hamilton, I'm not high on either of those teams. I don't think they have the quarterback to do it as of now. Maybe Powell and Hamilton, but, I mean, might be better than Bo, but, you know, he did show some stuff last year. Wasn't too high on him. Um, Anything you want to talk about those two, or is that pretty, you know, pretty self-explanatory why we have them there? Now you summed it up. I mean, I think it's going to be a very big competition for quarterback in Calgary. I really, uh, I could almost see Jake Mayer maybe losing that job right off the bat in training camp. Uh, They really still pushed Bo Levi Mitchell and Hamilton. I'm surprised by that. I didn't think his thing would be restructured. I thought he'd be on TSN this year. Yeah. Yeah. I thought he'd be done. But no, he's back. Uh, Hamilton hasn't done anything really to improve their team a lot. Uh, I mean, they lose Simone Lawrence to free uh, to retirement. Uh, they've lost uh, a few other pieces again in their defensive line. Uh, they've lost in their uh, 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 defensive backs and in their linebackers. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jameer Thurman was good. Now, all of a sudden, you don't even have Simone Lawrence or Jameer Thurman. Uh, I can't say that defense is going to be is going to be better. Uh, their uh, uh, offense, I haven't seen them really sign any major huge pieces that are making me say Hamilton is going to go ways. And with Bo Levi, the way he is, unless he's really uh, gotten the year and got his head back into it. Don't expect much out of Hamilton. No. Um, If we're moving on, uh, we did the same thing again at spot six and seven. We have the same teams, but switched. You have Ottawa at seven and Edmonton at six. I have Edmonton at seven and Ottawa at six. Um, Again, I, I think it's pretty, self-explanatory there too ottawa i think is better but they're not number one right so you got to put them in the middle and edmonton i don't know man they got bethel thompson but i don't know how much did they do a lot a lot right now 
they made that trade. It depends. I don't know, but Gittens, Gittens was quiet last year at times. So I don't know. It'll be interesting. Um, but again, we, we pretty much have them the same, just swapped around. They're kind of, I wouldn't be surprised if they, either of those teams finished third in their division, making the playoffs. Well, I guess they would have to, but you know what I mean? At the same time, I wouldn't be surprised if they got shit kicked 50, nothing in the semifinals either. Right. So. Yeah. I honestly, I could see Edmonton, uh, with uh, the only reason I put Edmonton above Ottawa was because there's a connection there from um, uh, Bethel Thompson and uh, Gittins Jr. Uh, that's really the only difference. I think their defense is a little worse. Uh, I don't care. When you lose a guy like Serezna, that that hurts. Yeah. Uh, and the other one part of it is uh, Ottawa, I'm still not sold on their quarterback uh, until I see Drew Brown play. I'm, again, I told I just said this. Yes. Yeah. And uh, we finally agree. We both have Saskatchewan at five. Is that where Ryan? Ryan had him at five as well. Again, I think big improvements, um, great improvements. I'm just a little, I don't want to say uncertain, but I want to make sure Trevor Harris stays upright and you want to make sure Hardrick isn't, you know, maybe too old for, you know, and you want to make sure Olette uh, doesn't hurt himself doing uh, a bailing and Hayes and Hayes and stuff. He's going to be shoveling the stalls, right, for you all. All off season, so um, but I, I think Saskatchewan will definitely improve. And in my list, I have them third in the West right now, and that's where I had them when we talked on free agency day, right? I think they're that team might be ten and eight, where Winnipeg and BC are just twelve and six or eleven and my, seven, you know. So yeah, my my way of looking at it is Saskatchewan's going to have some growing pains in the first half of the season. They've got a lot of things that changed. I mean, the offensive line's all different. You got a different running back in the back. Uh, the only thing is the same as the quarterback essentially. Yep. Uh, so it's going to take a little while for them to get adjusted to it. It's a new quarterback, our new coach, uh, new coordinators, new everything essentially. So it's going to take probably at least four or five games until Saskatchewan really starts clicking. Uh, but once they start clicking, I think they're going to be a good team. So, uh, right. half team is what I'm going to call them right now. And nine and nine, 10 and eight, eight and 10. Somewhere. They're 500 at Labor Day, and then they sweep the Bombers. And they get hot, you know what I mean? It 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 yeah. switch. It puts everything on its side, right? So, I guess by Labor Day, what they'd be five and five or six and six by six and six by that time. Win two games, you're eight and six. You just got to kind of go 500 the rest of the way, and you're third. So, I, I like Saskatchewan this year. Um, the only thing is, I say that uh, it would sure be nice to actually win a game after Labor Day. Would, would be nice. Would be you know, nice. <laughs> Would be been a nice. While. Been a while. <laughs> Fourth place, we you have Toronto. You have, uh, yeah, they did have a lot of exits. I have Winnipeg because uh, I'll be honest, they kept a lot. They kept some of the band together, but I wonder if that dug into the salary cap a little bit too much, and and losing guys like Hardrick and stuff like that. And I'm always going to be harder on Winnipeg than. Um, than than most bomber fans so but uh, toronto you just have them fourth basically because they lost a lot and yeah but they're still going to probably be second in the east so well, like, I, I, big yeah i i can't see anybody beat them for second right now uh toronto's offense is still reasonably decent although i'll put us asterisks now beside that yeah. uh their defense uh it's got a lot of new parts but uh i think they'll be all right uh yeah i guess now it depends on uh a certain thing that we talked about first thing in this show. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a big much. Um, 
yeah, pretty much about that. I, I could see that with Toronto. I have them a little higher up because I felt like their depth is uh, was pretty – they had good depth, which, yeah, they lost some things, but we'll definitely see. Um, next, both for third, we both agreed with BC just signing their quarterback. Uh, they've got a couple of their pieces back. Um, yeah, a little bit of change in running back. Who did they pick up? Um, oh, uh, William Sandback. Yeah, Sandback. As long if they use them effectively, which I think they could and should, it'll be good. Uh, so yeah, BC third. We kind of both seeing them potentially finishing second in the West if we go by that. I could see definitely a playoff game in BC place this year. Uh, anything about BC that uh, makes you kind of high on them for third? Yeah, I think their uh, defense is really good. Uh, they brought in the pieces they needed to bring in. Uh, William Stanback will help the uh, receipt running backs. Uh, still, the only question I got with him is. Who's going to take a wide receiver spot, especially with the injuries uh, yep. that they're going to start the season with? But um, yeah, VA gets going hard, hard right away. They still probably don't really even need a great wide receiver in there. Uh, Vernon Adams just uh, really looked good last year, so I I could see them hosting a great. Uh, well, they're going to host a great cup. I think they're going to host <laughs> a playoff game too. So yeah, for sure. Uh, up next in second, this is where we kind of differed because you had Toronto before and I had Winnipeg before. This is now where we have them. You have Winnipeg as second. Um, did that kill you? <laughs> that was that hard. Uh, to say? A little bit, little bit. Uh, the re- do you notice on my list there that I got the teams that stayed together the most? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, my, with the exception of Toronto, there. Uh, yeah, they, those are the teams that always stay together the most, and I mean. When you got a guy that's when you got a quarterback that's used to a receiver and used to most of the and again I say most of the offensive line in front of him, uh, and you still have the same running back behind him, that offense is still going to be pretty good. Uh, Pie boy, yeah. I know you put in there. BC lost eighteen sacks. Yes, they did. Nathan Cherry, I think, is going to be right back in there and they'll be fine. Uh, uh, see, I don't like that. Like, I get where he's coming from. Yes, they lost eighteen sacks, but at the same time, you're putting a guy in who could easily get more that and like you know you never know i get the point of that that's like those stupid baseball stats like whatever war is like oh they win this many games are in your lineup how the hell do you know that <laughs> like you know so uh but i think bc will be fine their defense is good yeah um and i'm not completely sold he's gonna stick in detroit honestly so he could be a guy back by labor day canadian thanksgiving anyway and, and yeah without you know, a doubt so. maybe and the other thing is, you got to remember, it's a team game. Uh, how many yeah. guys grabbed the offensive lineman and threw him out of the way so that Matthew Betts could make that sack? That's what I mean too, right? I that's mean, uh, that's my but, that's my position on but, a lot of bomber players that they're not going to be good. But <laughs> so, you know what? I, Winnipeg honestly hasn't lost a lot of pieces. Uh, are they going to be a little slower than last year? I, I, you know what? My question mark is: last year was a defense; it's still the defensive line. Uh, and the linebacking core is still my questions. If they're good and they're okay and they can still make some moves, they'll be fine. Uh, the d- offense, I have no worries about, but the defense, wow. yeah, get a little worried, old but not much. I'm still not as worried as some other teams. Oh, as long as old man Calero shows up from early bird dinner to make to the games, I guess I'm okay. Um, and then all three of Jefferson driving them, so you know. <laughs> so all three of us got Montreal, the reigning, defending, undisputed Grey Cup champions as number one. Again, they, they they weren't busy in free agency because they kept most of the band back together like a lot of championship teams do, right? And um, again, does that kill you seeing Moss and Fajardo winning? <laughs> I'm glad for them, actually. Yeah. 
just the way oh. that they got treated in Saskatchewan when they left. Yeah. Uh, they were pretty much told, you guys are a bunch of losers. Ha <laughs> ha, look at Montreal, those idiots. They're yeah. taking down those guys. I mean, like, I heard it all. And to see them win a great cup afterwards, half of me as a Ryder fan was like, you, and half of me was like, this is the best thing ever because this should humble a lot of Saskatchewan fans. Uh, did it humble any Saskatchewan fans? No, because oh. we're still not. But you know what? It uh, it was great to see them win. Uh, and I think they did a great job of re-signing all their players. And, I mean, you still have one of the scariest defensive lines I've ever seen. So, I mean, Sean Lemon and Darnell Sankey, come on. You guys are an embarrassment of riches in the defense. The offense is really good. They have some young receivers that are just on the verge of breaking out. Uh, if you look at like guys like Cole Speaker and uh, I'm not trying to think of the other names in there that I'm thinking of. Even they brought in uh, Tevin Jones. He was a great receiver in Saskatchewan that apparently couldn't understand the playbook, allegedly. Yeah. But he worked well with Jason Moss. So, you know what? Give Montreal credit. They're, they're right now, they're the number ones they deserve to be. And why wouldn't they be? Yeah. And the Pie Boy, what about Austin Mack? Yeah, it's, it's a loss, but again. Yeah. Next man up. And again, he's going to the NFL. He's not a slam dunk. He could be back by Labor Day. You never know, right? So, um, yeah, I, I think that's a definitely a hole in their, like a slight hole, but Chappie, you know what? I'm going to give him the same credit. Everyone wanted to kiss Winnipeg's ass when, whoa, but they lose Winston Rose or they lose this guy. What if they lose Lawler? Well, they find some, that's what championship teams do, right? They find a guy to fill the hole, and that's what Montreal is going to do. And I think their new ownership, too, right? Like their new ownership wasn't even in place at free agency last year and now they've got a whole full year a guy who seems to care a guy who wants tv french tv deals i think he's going to do everything to to be like we're going to be the winnipeg of the east we're going to have this i'm not gonna say that in comparison but he, they every team wants to build a dynasty right you listen, know um so listen to some of the depth that they've got for a wide receiver like i said devin jones cole speaker you got tyson yeah. phil You've got Tyler oh, Sneed, yeah. who's I mean, Sneed was breaking out at the end of the year. Yeah. Uh, Keon Julian Grant is still a good receiver. Uh, Chandler Worthy is still on that list. I mean, these are the guys under contract. And if they really feel like they need to, they could probably bring in another piece or two. But oh. in all honesty, why would they? Yeah. Uh, they've got lots of depth. If Austin Mack shows up back from Atlanta, why not? I yeah. mean, they're, they'll be more than fine. No, 100%. Um, and then real quickly, because uh, our last topic we're going to talk about, some U.S. expansion talk came up, and Stiegel was having fun with it on Twitter. Um, I, you know what? Let's Google it, just in case we – especially because we might have some of our new AFN friends in here that might not know about the Canadian expansion in 95. So let's uh, – <laughs> You know, maybe go down a little history lesson here. I didn't get to talk about it when I was on the AFN show um, – last week so uh yeah so talk about would the the would we ever go to south of the border again um in 1995 there was five american teams one of them did win the great cup uh the baltimore stallions there's also the san antonio texans the birmingham barracudas memphis mad dogs and the shiverport pirates and interesting enough it was split in the north and south division which that always throws me off uh so basically what like three american teams were guaranteed a playoffs would we ever do it again? Adam, you, what's your thoughts? First of all, there's other teams too that we have to bring up. The oh, Miami right. Manatees, don't forget, they were right. just about to be coming. I mean, that would have been the best name ever for a team. <laughs> uh, there was also the Las Vegas uh, Posse. 
posse, uh, right? Yeah, we can't forget about those guys. Nope. Uh, and of course, their first singing of the national anthem by some singer that didn't know the Canadian national anthem. Yep. That, that was the first time that uh, Saskatchewan went down there. They got a Vegas uh, oh, show. Sacramento gold, Sacramento gold Miners, too, were in oh, 94. Yeah. Yeah. There's also the Memphis Mad Dogs, as I mentioned before. Yeah. Uh, there is all sorts of weird teams that were going to be coming up. Uh, it was an awesome time in the <laughs> CFL because it was chaos. Uh, but some of the rules were insane. I mean, for starters, Americans didn't have to have American uh, or any Canadians on their roster. Right. It was. It was. It was. You can't, you can't enforce that. So no, you couldn't. So they were tried, and I mean. It was hilarious watching these teams play. And, I mean, obviously the U.S. teams had the uh, the advantage because there's just so many more American football players, right? Uh, nevertheless, uh, the first year, uh, I think it was, uh, was it the Colts? Uh, in 95, they won it. But in the year before, they were in the uh, West Final and Louis Pasaglia, the BC Lions, ended up getting a game-winning field goal to uh, stop the Americans right where they were. But, uh, yeah, that was kind of some uh, throwback history for you there. Uh, and then the next year, the first Grey Cup ever held in Regina, Saskatchewan, was the Calgary Stampeders and the uh, Baltimore, Stallions. Baltimore Colts. Or Stallions. Stallions, yeah. They wanted to be called the Colts, but, uh, you know, a certain team, and a certain team uh, wouldn't allow that. Well, that's actually crazy because the Baltimore, it was the Baltimore Colts, Colts, and then they moved them in secret to yep. Indiana. Indiana. Right? They moved them in the middle of the night. Yeah, they moved them in the middle yeah. of the night to Indiana, Indianapolis, and we're like, yeah, we're that's Indianapolis. One of, that's one of the craziest stories. It just sounds like, you want to say CFL's Bush League. I, I, we didn't move teams in the middle of the night, okay? so We just took a whole pile out of the U.S. and said, see ya. That's true. <laughs> And of um, course, the Baltimore Col- uh, Baltimore uh, Stallions eventually became the uh, in '96 became the Montreal Alouettes. Yep. And uh, yeah, that story became. Uh, and the Baltimore legendary. Stallions paved the way for the Ravens to uh, kind of come back too, right? So. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. So, so NFL, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, as per current U.S. expansion plans, please tell me there's none. <laughs> Honestly, this would be the silliest thing I've ever heard of. Uh, for a long time, and I don't know why Melt even brought it up because I, I think someone else. Happen. I think I think I think he saw was it either CFL Reddit or something put a poll about it on Twitter or on X, and I think he quoted it being like, "Do people actually want this?" And, and you know, uh, no, I agree. I I it I think ten teams if. I don't think you can go any farther in Canada because, like, fine, maybe do East Coast and maybe, you know, Quebec. I, I don't think you can do more than 12. No more than 12 in Canada. Eight, 10 is fine. 12 if it works. But I think, um, yeah, U.S., I think it only would have worked in that potential, like, I, I, I'm, I'm going to go back to, like, I don't want to say a merge merge, but I was okay if there was some kind of sharing of ideas with the UFL or XFL. But outside of that, football, it's not going to work, I don't think. Because you have to have the ratio. You can't enforce it in America. It's just too hard. Yeah, it was just in, it was just going to be insanity. I mean, it didn't work whatsoever uh, in the for the Canadian Football League back in the day. 
Uh, we had a question in the chat, or not really a question. Uh, Richard put down that the quarterback for the Baltimore Stallions was uh, was Tracy Ham, and yes, he was the quarterback for the Baltimore Stallions. Then uh, behind him was a uh, running back that never nobody's ever heard of before was Mike Pringle. So uh, yeah, some really kind of cool names that uh, were a little bit of a part. Uh, defensive lineman Alfred Payton uh, was the uh, one defensive lineman for the Colts. Uh, just some really cool names that uh, became some other pieces in football somewhere else or with uh, the Canadian Football League afterwards. And I think 96 uh, was uh, one of the last years, I believe, Casey Ham might have came into uh, Montreal. And then I think uh, after that it was uh, in the expansion dra- or, well, the dispersal draft, uh, that Montreal picked up a uh, player named Anthony Calvillo from the Memphis Bad Dogs. Also, was I should he add the, that... Wasn't um, he on the posse? First, was it the posse? I thought he was on Vegas. Oh, sorry. Memphis Bad Dogs with uh, Matt Dunnigan. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure Calvillo was on the posse. Um, Man, but yeah, that's right. You're right. You're right. He was on the Vegas posse. <laughs> I don't know how I know that because this NFL, the NF or the U.S. expansion was the before I was born. Um, so, <laughs> I mean, I was like three or four years old. Probably I was two. I was really two months years. old when the Stallions won the Great Cup. So yeah, I don't really know much of it. I, it's it's one of those fairy tale dreams, right? Like, um, you know, like TVs in black and white. What are you talking about? You know what I mean? It's just something that's hard to imagine or my explaining to my kids that there's actual television that has commercials and you can't fast forward and rewind. And it's not this Netflix. <laughs> they don't believe me, but anyway, um, yeah. So I, so we both kind of agreed no to us, get the 10th team. If there's anything in Canada, I, I would, I would never go. I don't think, I don't think you could do more than 12 unless some massive U.S. European deal comes in or some massive TV deal comes in, but I don't think you could do it. Um, but I would like yeah, 10. Honestly, yeah, you're right. It has to be a 10th team in the CFL first. It has to be evaluated and settled down and make sure that it's well-established. And then maybe you can start to think about some places that the NFL would never even touch in their wildest dreams. Like North Dakota, for example, nobody's throwing a team in North Dakota in the NFL anytime soon. No, Utah, you could probably get away with it. Maybe, uh, maybe Salt Lake City or something like that. You maybe yeah. can get away with it. Uh, you might get away with it in South Dakota, or uh, maybe even Iowa or somewhere there. Uh, that's yeah, about still, it. Yeah, and gotta, all those places you're still competing with NCAA. Yeah, that's what I, I mean. mean. So yeah. yeah, so okay, so places that don't have a Div One NCAA team. Tell and... me, yeah, that that's a fact. Is there a, is there a place that doesn't have a? And even even if it's not Div One, Div Two colleges still get crazy if they're the only place that has it, right? Fair so enough, I mean, that's I mean, what I mean. I so... Yeah, you can, you might compete with Div Two. You ain't competing with anything in a Div One. No. No, so I, I'd stay away from the U.S. It's, it's, yeah, it's it's a real, real ugly thing. Uh, Pie by St. Louis isn't going to work. I mean, UFL is going to go in there. The NFL still looks at it. I mean, if the NFL even thinks about it, it's not worth it. It's, it's yeah. not a first one. And, I, I, and I'm I, the I, most diehard of CFL guys. I would love to see the CFL go in there and take over the whole NFL and make it all CFL rules myself. But I'll be honest with you, it ain't going to happen. No, I, I, I have this, I don't know, weird-ish feeling 
NFL is going to add four to eight teams in the next 10 years. And yeah. four are going to be in Europe and four are going to be in places in America like St. Louis, uh, maybe San Diego, maybe Mexico City. Mexico City. Uh, I wouldn't say Canada, but that might be I, I don't know. They would look at T.O. They would look at T.O. And that's what I mean. They're going to they're going to add. Eight, four to eight cities, couple places in America that need one, and then the top five or six international, um, you know, international playing. And yeah, Richard makes a good point. Colleges all play on Saturday. I don't think you're going to play on Sunday in the states unless it's the summer. Oh, that's the thing though. College, when does college start? August, September. So you're only competing with them from September to November, December. But I mean, every game in the states is going to have to be a Friday nighter then. And then that's high school. So we're we've 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 had that talk before on the Discord. Are you allowed to play on Friday nights? Are you going to want to play Friday nights going up against the local high school team? I, you never know. Um. So, yeah, very interesting um situation. And what? Yeah, but St. Louis definitely. I think. Uh, no. Yeah, I think definitely. Say I think it's staying north of the border. Um. And anything else we got there? But we need we need Quebec or we need Quebec or Halifax. Yeah, or we whatever. need a maritime team first yeah. before we need anything. Yeah, and um, um, and all honesty, I could see another BC team before we see another. Yeah, I keep I keep us. hearing about that. I, I guess I forget about the population of BC. I I, I kind of forget about that. That I guess well, it's yeah, the Vancouver metro area, right? That's I mean, what I mean. I guess Victoria. Well, I guess what Vancouver is what second, if not third, largest metro area in Canada behind Toronto, Montreal. Those three are the biggest. So I mean, I guess so, and. My, my worry about a few from the U.S. Right? I mean, like some yeah. guys out of uh, out of Washington State, you probably bring in a few, probably from there yeah. into CFL if they like it. See, and Richard brings up Saskatoon. I think oh. that will that would never work. You're never gonna pry Ryder fans away from it. I, you, you can't do it because I, I even you're, you're you're not gonna convince you're not gonna convince anyone in Saskatchewan or anyone in Manitoba to if the, to leave their team. You know, Richard. Who, you, yeah, Richard, you've been drinking. No more Rooster. Yeah, yeah. uh, anyways, uh, no, Saskatoon, honestly, it's, it, you know what? It's a bigger uh, place in Saskatchewan, but people travel. That Highway 11 is uh, more than enough to get everybody into Regina. If anything, if is, I don't know if there's a stadium, but if anything, do it. Do I think every team should start looking at a, I want to say neutral site game, but another game. Kind of like what BC's doing, kind of like Touchdown Atlantic. If there's a stadium that works, like I don't know where Winnipeg's going to go because that's the only stadium, but I'm sure, is there a stadium in Saskatoon? Yeah, Griffith Stadium or uh, even Saskatoon Minor Football Field. That's, probably, that's uh, I, that's it, would, it wouldn't have the same capacity. I mean, no, probably 5,000 or so, but, but I mean, it's ex- enough. Yeah, expand it. Same thing with BC's doing. Um, didn't Edmonton have a game in Fort McMurray one year? preseason yeah. or something have montreal I, I i again i don't think quebec city is going to work because the montreal owner's from there and i think yeah. he's going to want to lock down quebec as yeah. his territory I mean, you, you can but, play a game with al i mean you could probably yeah. have one of the minor on the on the u sports turf for one game that's, that's what but i mean yeah, for, for one game, game for like yeah just yeah. play even if it's exhibition on. even if it's exhibition just have every team have an ex, uh have a have a whatever game and it's their version of their own little winter classic and somewhere and just let it and it expands because yeah sure I'm, i know we live in provinces that kind of everyone knows about it but maybe there are people who just moved to saskatoon from out of country that don't really know because they don't see the stadium every day 
right? And yeah. it takes it takes the team to come there. And I'm I, sure I know the riders yeah. are very well known, but yeah. Well, and like you know that. what? But good on their effort of going and actually going into having their training camps, um, yeah. not in Regina, having it in Saskatoon. BC does the same thing. They go to Kelowna or to the Okanagan. They have their training camps over there. Uh, Calgary, well, same thing with Edmonton. Edmonton, you can probably do it in Fort Mac, although usually it's on fire at that time of year, so it's a little yeah. tough. Um, even Winnipeg, though, if they really wanted to, I'm sure there's a place in Brandon they could have a training camp. Yeah, they could do training camp. I think the BU field, I mean, for a day or two, would be the end of the world. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, but um, They actually got a nice baseball field in Brandon. Um, it's just next to the maple leaf plant, so it's kind of smells gross, but it's a nice field, baseball field. So I don't know if they could convert that even for just training camp for a weekend or whatever. But yeah, there's definitely options. Uh, before we wrap up, anything else? I got nothing else really for this week. I mean, yeah, the big story of Chad Kelly and all that. We kept we kept bringing it up there. If you do want to follow that and learn yeah. what we've talked about earlier, I mean, watch the earlier part of this podcast. Uh, we'll be on it. We'll be watching it. But I mean, let's hope. Uh, let's. I don't know what to hope on that one. Yeah. To be honest, it's what it is. It's we'll just see what happens. I guess. Yeah, that that's news. You're gonna have to sit back, and that's one of those things. If it's you know, I mean, I mean, it's not as a not as egregious, but if it's a same similar extent to the hockey cat of the thing, it might not be something that's resolved for a few years. Um, yeah. We all know how the court systems can go, but yeah, hopefully, it, you know, whatever happens, we'll figure it out. Uh, but yeah. This is a, a wrap-up time. We'll be back. I'm not sure the exact date. We haven't locked it down, but probably next week or the week after. Same time, same great people. Ryan should be back, and we're going to start looking at our off-season rankings. We'll probably go over our um, rankings again. And I think I, our top five uh, players in each position, like we did last year, I know uh, we we all have some regrets, and a couple of us had some good picks. Uh, if uh, Well, on-field stuff, good picks, anyway. Um, so, yeah. We'll look at that over the next few weeks. And if you want to continue the madness with us, follow uh, CF Countdown Pod on uh, the X. Um, and you can listen to Ryan talk about how Tim White's the number one court, uh, receiver in the league. And or, or on Facebook at facebook.com slash CF Countdown Pod. I've never actually found anything by typing that all in. Um, I would just go to the search bar and type in CF Countdown. I'm sure you'll find us there too. Make sure to give a, a like, share, comment, all the wonderful things you can do on social media. And you know what I find funny? I don't notice about our stuff, but I notice about my horse racing stuff. People don't realize a negative comment is still a comment. When you when you post something about how stupid our story is, you still are sharing it. You are still putting it back on the top of the feed. So thank you for supporting the stupid post that you don't like by sending a comment. So uh, if you like it, make sure to do it as well. Uh, check out all the other great shows from around the Canadian Football Podcast Network at CF Pod Network on the X and our new friends at the Alternative Football Network at the official AFN on X or alternativefootballnetwork.com. Um, yeah. Make sure to check out uh, UFL starts in the next month or yeah. so. I think training camps are kicking off. I think it starts April. Uh, very interesting there. As we saw last year, some guys like Sankey and stuff like that spent some time there and then came up and won a great cup, right? And we got Bethany Thompson uh, when he went down to Atlanta. Now he's back. So, yeah, definitely some uh, continuity between the two leagues. Uh, reminder, our Discord. Check that out, CFC Discord, at the link in our description. Thank you, Mike, March 30th. 
Uh, I wonder if that'll be available. I know XFL was on TSN last year. Uh, I wonder what it'll be like this year. And whatever pa- podcast platform you're listening to, uh, we appreciate it. And like I said, do the fun things. Comment, subscribe, rate, review. Uh, unless the review's bad. Five out of five or don't do it. And share the show with your friends. <laughs> Let's grow the show. It's all- if you're going to give this episode a one out of five, Ryan's never going to let us do it again. So, uh, yeah, make sure to do that. Adam? Where can people find you and everything you got going on? Well, I don't know. You'll find me in a hockey ring, mainly in Theodore this weekend, because that's pretty much my life right at the moment. Uh, or in a calving barn, one of the two. Uh, yeah, senior hockey. Oh, that's time right of year, eh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, calving time right now already, and had a set of twins the other night. Ooh. But, uh, yeah, no, uh, hockey, big things are going on in there right now. Uh, game three tomorrow night in Theodore, for all those that are listening. Uh, I shouldn't be throwing in plugs for uh, that, but I will. Uh, Theodore, Swan River, boy, it's been a fun series so far. Both teams won on the road. It's in Theodore tomorrow night, so hopefully Theodore can actually pull that one off. And, uh, yeah, then it becomes a provincial game on Saturday. Uh, If you get a chance and you haven't seen it, type in Foam Lake Flyers and just look at all those fine, fine bench-clearing brawls that happened on Tuesday night versus the Winyard Monarchs. We get to play those guys on Saturday. Uh, we haven't played them for 12 years. And back in the day, it used to be oh, the big man. bad Buffaloes. We used to beat up on them. But, uh, yeah, we'll find out what happens here on Saturday. Uh could be chaos. You know, you might want to watch it. Just saying. Uh, anyways, now that I'm done doing shameless, shameless plugs, uh, Trey, what have you got going on? I am the king of shameless plugs. I try to mention everything I do all the time so yeah if you want to see what i got going on on the x at trey harness link i am the guy for harness racing stuff and especially western canada where are we at here i've actually had crazy enough back to back friday nights i hit the pick five at fraser downs the track in bc one was 230 and the other one was 270 dollars. and if you follow my show harness news update you would have won that adam so you know uh yeah uh, you didn't listen so uh and I got that going on right now, so we'll see that. Uh, I'll be on. I'll be live tomorrow probably if I get that episode done. Shameless plug. I just posted my UFC podcast. You uh, cashing in on UFC? Find that on my Twitter as well. I was actually doing pretty good. I was so mad last week. Went what five straight fights right, and then I got the last prelim wrong, oh. and then and then I went three straight to start the main card and got both main events wrong. Um, so that's the way she goes. But I'm over 500 in all categories, so that's the thing. Uh, Ryan. Uh, find them at the cf countdown to tag them in that about your about who you think number one receiver is in the cfl um and if you and if you do want to make it personal it's at the cooper trooper 42 yeah. and uh don't forget to check in on our dad who left for cigarettes mike garrell uh at mike garrell one no Papa, so. where are you Papa, Papa. Oh, what is this thing Mike Garrell. This is Mike Garrell on the X. He's got his hockey stuff. I see his show up there all the time. He's got his game time TV stuff. Busy, busy guy. Uh, Give him a like and follow there. He's always got MJHL stuff going on, too. All you guys are hockey, hockey, hockey. And I don't think I've watched two minutes of it this year. I didn't watch any juniors, which I usually do. I didn't watch any curling this week. Have you watched any curling? I watched a little bit of it there when Saskatchewan was 3-0, and and then they decided to, you know, lose it. So, yeah. Sounds like they changed up the playoff format again, or it's different than I remember it being. So, uh, yeah, that's very one interesting. thing. Can we, can we please just have the same format for one year? For yeah. more than one year? Like, I, didn't mind the, I didn't mind the old way where they had 
the, the pools and then it was like that championship thing and then yeah. the playoffs as long as and i didn't mind that um that much uh but i also love four teams are from manitoba this year because we are the kings and queens of curling apparently um that's why McEwen had to leave to saskatchewan for the men's because he could go to saskatchewan because he couldn't win here right so uh you guys have a good player my my bet my favorite curler is now on team saskatchewan um so we'll have to live with that uh but yeah till next time you got the little clip ready <laughs> see ya uh let's see do i actually have it ready <laughs> gee you bugger uh give me one second here <laughs> yes i got it ready okay let's go <laughs> good night everyone <laughs>